So I said at the beginning of the service that we have ended the Advent season and we are to Christmas. So who wants to take a stab at all of the weeks of Advent, the topics that we talked about? Does anybody like to take all of them on? What was the first week? Hope. Hope, yes, absolutely. Hope, we have hope in Christ Jesus. We have hope just as those who actually a more informed hope, but I hope not unlike the hope that was had by those who were waiting for Christ to come the first time. 533 plus years of waiting, 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 waiting to finally see the Lord Jesus be born. So they waited in hope. We wait in hope. And we wait for a Savior who is coming for us. How about week two? Preparation, absolutely. Oh, you even got it like a little more defined. Preparation of our hearts. Oh, you got notes. (laughs) Hey, hope. Preparation. So God lays bare the desert of our hearts. Joy. Grace realized. Grace realized. Amen. (laughs) Those notes are really coming in handy, aren't they? (laughs) This is why we go over such things, is because it makes sense to have notes. And, and, and how about uh, week four? Love. All you need is love. Do, 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 do. Right? All you need is love. Love. I won't embarrass myself anymore. All right. What about, <laughs> what about today? What is this white candle all about? Christ, yes, absolutely, the Christ candle, the Christ candle. So let's pray, and uh, we're going to dive in a little more to this Christ event. So Heavenly Father, thank you again so very much for this night. Thank you for each person that's here. I just pray that you would encourage us, Lord Jesus, during this season, that we would truly experience the hope that we have in you, that you would prepare us, that you would give us joy, that you would teach us to love, Lord God. And most of all, that we would see you as our King, our Messiah, the Christ, our Savior. Father, I just am so overjoyed that we have this this place and this time to celebrate you and what you've done. That we can go back each and every year and be reminded of how you have come to us. So gentle and full of love. We thank you again for this night and ask that you would... Just open our hearts and open our minds that we would be able to think deeply about how you have come to us in your Son, our Lord Jesus. Praise you. Amen. So I'm indebted to um, a scholar by the name of Raymond Brown for this opening section. It's quite modified, but I still feel as though I need to give credit where credit is due. And he wrote a long book on the infancy narrative in the gospel. And he says something along this line. This is quite a paraphrase, but the infancy narratives are vehicles of the gospel message. So just looking at the infancy narratives, they're a vehicle of the gospel message. Indeed, each one is the essential gospel message in miniature. It's kind of like you see a tiny little nativity scene, and not that kind of miniature, but just the story itself in short is the gospel message. At Christmas time. Your average Christian appreciates them as a matter of, matter of sentimentality, as well as the fact that they are well-told stories. 
You guys relate to that, right? A lot of sentimentality that goes on during the Christmas season. And we sometimes just connect all that sentimentality with the Christ event. However, on a much deeper level, infancy narratives reflect the essence of the gospel, the euangelion, the good news, namely, and listen to this really carefully. As a matter of fact, I'm going to put my glasses on for this. Namely, that God has made himself present to us in the life of his Messiah who walked on this earth. So truly present that at the birth of the Messiah, he was known as God's Son. This was the birth of God's Son who has come to make his Father's glory known as he establishes his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven and invites us to become its citizens. The message of Jesus is repent and believe the good news. The kingdom of God is here. Therefore, this evening as we reflect and remember and become all sentimental about the birth of Jesus, I want to reflect on this event as the gospel in miniature. Isaiah writes, that's reflected on in Matthew one twenty three. The Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And also Isaiah writing in chapter 9, alluded to in Luke 2, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of peace. Certainly Jesus' birth fulfills God's promise of Emmanuel, God with us. But upon deeper consideration and reflection, I find it amazing that this God with us, this promise of God with us comes to us as a baby. A baby. A baby. And the birth of this baby who is God with us is good news the moment he's born. It's not just that this is God with us when he becomes an adult, but he is Emmanuel at his birth. He is born son of God, worthy of honor and worship. This one born called Emmanuel comes to us and makes himself vulnerable and very approachable. Is there anybody afraid of a baby? Well, I mean, there might be some people afraid of certain things about a baby. Taking care of it, changing its diaper, wiping its nose, soothing it when it's crying. But just afraid of a baby? Not because you, if you are ever afraid of a baby, it's, it's not because you feel threatened personally. Like, you've never seen a baby and thought, I don't think I could take him. I don't think I could take her. Right? <laughs> A baby is anything but threatening. God comes to us in that most unthreatening of ways. God comes to us and calls us to approach Him. Come to me, this baby says when he's a man. All you who are weary and heavy laden, 
and I will give you rest. God comes, Emmanuel, to us as a baby. I don't think I could think that and try and process that enough times. This is good news. Sovereign God with us, incarnate in a baby, born in Bethlehem. He has made himself unthreateningly available to us all. Even the least of us all. That's good news indeed. Even to the lowly poor shepherds in fields where they lay. This was good news. To them even, as we talked about last week. This good news of God's presence to them, made available to them, was proclaimed. And I want to read that to us again tonight from Luke. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. God's availability, his vulnerability. Emmanuel and a baby was announced to the shepherds and they were invited by angels to go and check it out. Angels came to them, but they were still required to seek what they had heard about. You will find, they were told. So they hurried off and found this baby king, Emmanuel, God with us. Messiah, Savior of the world, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a feeding trough. We are all invited to go and see this one who makes himself available. Every one of us. Every one of us get to go and see this God who comes to us We are all called and, I guess, challenged to seek, to seek Him, to pursue Him, to long for Him, to look for Him. Or as he says as an adult, seek first the kingdom of God. Those who seek me will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. This is good news. This is good news that we will find this Messiah King who has come to us. 
who has come to us in the flesh as a baby, vulnerable, but also as a man that grows up who then we can relate to. That's one of the beauties of the incarnation is that we have a Savior, we have a God who can truly relate to the struggles that we go through. He understands even the chaos around Christmas. <laughs> the stress, the difficulty, the hard times that we have. This God who is with us, He comes to the poor. Which if we are willing to admit, we all are. We are all poor and needy. We have no earthly wealth that can supply our deepest needs. We have no earthly wealth that can bring us lasting joy. We have no earthly wealth that can bring true love. No earthly wealth that can overcome death. Concerning these deepest needs that we all have, we are poor and needy. Every last one of us. Praise God for this good news that He comes to all who are humble and contrite of heart. Those who are willing to embrace their need of Him. Praise God that His favor cannot be bought. That it cannot be bought means that no one will be excluded from the opportunity of receiving Him. This indeed is good news. The King has come. Jesus is here. And with Him, His kingdom has come. Repent and believe the good news. And it's good news. Because the King who came as a gentle baby becomes a gentle man full of grace and truth. So just as the shepherds Seek Him and find Him. I implore you who are poor and needy to seek Him. You will find Him. And you will find rest in His kingdom. Brothers and sisters, this is the Christmas message. The King has come. And He is good. He is good indeed. Amen.